Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. All right, welcome into the Jim Day Podcast, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us and we've got a special treat today because we're going to bring in a very special person and a walk down memory lane and certainly one of the most popular Reds players that I've come across since I've been uh, covering the Reds and that would be the now retired it's so weird to say that because it seems like yesterday (laughs) this baby face kid from Texas came up but he's now retired after a long career Jay Bruce welcome to the podcast how are you my friend Jim, thanks for having me, man. I'm doing well. I uh, told you a minute ago I'm in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, um, preparing to play a little golf here over the next couple of days. So I'm I'm doing great. I bet. Now, how nice is that? Because here we are in May, and normally you're, you know, from February to October, you're pretty much spoken for of what you're going to be doing. But in May, yes. you have the freedom to go on a golf trip with family or buddies or whoever you're with. Yeah, it's great, man. It's great. Obviously, listen, there are so many things that um, are incredible about playing baseball and, you know, living that life and kind of fulfilling that dream for yourself. But, you know, one thing that you do sacrifice and you do mortgage a little bit is the time, you know, your freedom and your, uh, you know, kind of your normalcy with your family and your friends and all that throughout this throughout this ride. But, um, you know, I'm appreciative of every minute of that, and um, it allowed me to do this today. So we're, uh, yeah, uh, it's all good, man. It's uh, fun. We're looking forward to it. And uh, Retirement's treating me great so far. Well, I saw your your press conference that you held the day that you announced your your retirement. You were very very thoughtful in that press conference. I really enjoyed listening to the things that you had to say. But for this audience, and for those that didn't see that press conference, I'm a media nerd, so I get to see the full thing. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> rather than sound bites, but it, it came to a point. It sounded like Hannah, who's your wife, um, said, "Listen, are, you, you can't be half in. You've got to be all in." Were, were you kind of wavering whether you wanted the career to continue, and just decided, "All right, this is the time." Well, you know, I, I you know, had a, many conversations with Hannah, and it, um, it was one of those deals where, you know. Obviously, in a perfect world, I'd play baseball until I was 40 years old and, um, you know, do everything that I wanted to do and just keep it going, you know. But it comes to a time, you know, where I guess I decided that, you know, I had set a standard for my ability to, to perform at a certain level, you know, day in, day out, or at least have the ability to Um you know, you don't always perform at the level you want to perform at in baseball, right. obviously. But um, like I said, the ability to do that day in, day out, you know, for my whole career, basically. Um, and, you know, due to the circumstances and due to how I was playing and due to how my, my body was feeling, I just got to the point where, you know, I didn't feel like that was um, that was in the cards for me anymore, you know. And I think the hardest part was, you know, really, I guess, pushing the button on deciding that it was time. But um, I was very certain about it. And I, you know, no 
it was the right decision. And, you know, there's obviously plenty of me that like, you know, was sad about it, but I'm, I'm very uh, proud of what I was able to accomplish and how long I was able to play and uh, thankful for, for, you know, getting the opportunity in the first place. And I don't, I didn't feel any negativity towards, towards the decision or towards the game at all. You know, I, I felt, like I said, very thankful. And, you know, I know a lot of people who feel, you know, jaded by it or kind of, uh, you know, upset or feel like they got, you know, got the rug pulled out under them, out from under them, or, you know, something was taken from them too early. And I don't feel any of that, you know, and that's something that, you know, I know that not everyone feels, and I'm very, very fortunate to feel that way, and I'm very appreciative of that. You know, there's a lot to be said for walking away on your own terms, which, like you said, some guys have the rug pulled out from under them. They are, you know, told you, you're not going to make it in the major leagues. Um, but you got to walk away in your own terms, and not everyone gets to do that. That has to be the best part of it. I think so. I think so. I think that, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was respectful to everyone and I was respectful to myself in the sense that like, if I were, if I was playing, then like I said, I was playing at a level that I felt was adequate and I didn't feel like I was helping the team and I didn't feel like I was helping myself. And I also just didn't feel like that anything personally that I was doing was going to enhance my career as a whole uh, from here on out. And I felt like that was kind of the, you know, the tipping point for it all. You get to be a dad now full-time. And I'm sure, <laughs> you know, Hannah, the, the wife of a major leaguer, has to sacrifice so much. So now it's kind of their time now, right? That's my plan for sure. You know, I, um, I've been so fortunate to, to have Hannah along for the ride, you know, the whole time. And, you know, they truly put their lives on pause Yeah. Um, for, you know, for the family and for the betterment of the family and for that, you know, to make sure that cohesion and that, you know, togetherness is still there for, you know, for us. And, um, but, you know, at the same time, they're, they're a lot of the times they're basically a single mom as well. Um, you know, we're gone so much and gone, gone so often. And, um, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready for her to, to kind of, you know, get an idea of, of what, whatever it is that she wants to do and she wants to pursue and, you know, have the roles flipped a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, she, she's, um, you know, has a lot of different interests and, you know, I'm not even sure either of us know what's next for us, but at least to have the opportunity and have the ability to, to kind of choose for herself now is something that's really important to me. and something that I look forward to seeing, you know, um, kind of play out. Has she handed you a long honeydew list yet? I keep a long honeydew list on me, Jay, honestly, uh, or Jim, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, that, you know, there's always stuff to do. And, you know, now that's a more used to, you'd have four months right. to try and fit it all in, cram it all in. And then you'd have to kind of prioritize, but now the list can just be super long and it can be constant. So yeah, we have plenty of stuff that we're working on. We have plenty of stuff to keep us busy and, um, yeah, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be in the salt mines a little bit at, at the house here for the foreseeable future, but I don't mind it. The day you retired, I was very reflective. One, I felt really old because I, I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe Jay Bruce is retiring. How did time fly like this? Because it seemed like yesterday, as I said, this baby face kid from Texas comes up. And what I remember about you when you came up, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, 
you just had this joy about you about baseball and about you know maybe being on the same team with Ken Griffey Jr. at the time. It was just so refreshing, and you were you just seemed so joyous, and baseball seemed easy. Uh, did you feel that way when you came up? I did, I did. Um, you know, yeah, baseball was so much fun to me, and I was just so happy to be there and. You know, I knew that I wanted to be, you know, awesome at it and to get to play with my idol. You know, I had to bridle that every single day. Every day that I was there with him, it was like, okay, don't ask him this. Don't ask him, you know, don't don't be a fan, you know, like be, <laughs> yeah. be a teammate. Right. Um, and, yeah, and that's that's exactly, you know, what I feel like allowed me to have the success, the success that I had is, is that, that mentality, that mindset of, of the – you know, kind of the the happy-go-lucky, you know, just, um, I mean, a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, naive a little bit to, to, to it all, you know, because I just loved playing the game. I loved playing. I loved being around the guys. I loved, you know, getting better. And I loved, you know, kind of being faced with those challenges and, you know, of, of being in the major leagues and being, for all intents and purposes, expected to perform at high level because, you know, there was plenty of um, – I guess, you know, buzz or um, whatever you want to call it, you know, before I came up. Oh, there was, was really a ton of, first, of buzz. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was really one of the first, uh, like, internet prospects in a yeah. lot of ways. Well, you were the top um, prospect of baseball in many circles yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So there was definitely some expectations, and I, um, I loved that. I loved it, and I was, you know, maybe too young or naive to let it affect me, and, um, you know, and came up. There wasn't, you know, not a lot of the players, you know, in the other teams and the other teams knew much about me. So, you know, coming up and I had an incredible start and the game was easy and it got way harder and it kept getting harder. And, you know, you kind of relish in the the opportunity to to figure out how to, you know, counterpunch what's happening to you. And that was awesome. It was fun. Did you ever have any moments that you remember where you're like either you called home or a friend, you're like, I'm in the same outfield with Ken Griffey Jr. Can you believe this crap? Well, plenty of that happened for sure. Um, but I specifically remember my first game. You know, I'm in center field, playing center field. And Ken Griffey Jr., who is in, by considered by most the top one or two center fielders to ever play the game. Yeah. And here I am playing center field. And I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> He's playing right field. Ken Griffey Jr. is playing right field for the Cincinnati Reds. And me, Jay Bruce, is playing center field. What? Like, I can't even, like, wrap my head around it, you know? And I didn't even try, to be honest with you, because it wasn't even worth it. I was just – I was um, just so – ignorant to the fact of what was actually going on that like I just played and I just you know enjoyed every second of it and you know Dusty put me second hitting in front of it in front of Griffey and you know it was to say that it was a dream come true would be lying because I never even fathomed yeah. that that experience you know now did you ever get to the point that everyone gets grief from Griffey Jr. I mean it no one is immune to it did it get to the point where he was finally ragging on you a little bit? 
Oh yeah, all the time. He still does. <laughs> still does, and that's the the best part about it. You know, is I um, you know came in getting to play with my you know my idol and someone that I you know held at such a high standard and someone I obviously still have so much respect for and hold to such a high standard. But uh, he's a friend now, and he's been a friend for a long time, and you know that um, I look forward to continuing that relationship, and uh, that's kind of basically is what baseball is all about. You know, the people that I've met along the way, the relationships that I've, you know, come to have with different people, it's incredible. And it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened if, you know, if this wouldn't have been the case. So I, um, I'm just very thankful for, for, for the whole, the whole road, you know, good, bad, straight, windy. It was a long, a long road for me. And it was, it was so incredible. What I love nowadays with part of technology not acting like techs have just emerged here, but back in the day, the players would try to stay in touch and they weren't able to stay in touch as much. Now you've got this texting and these text threads. And I've found that a lot of players and former players will have a text thread from this team and this team and this minor league team and this group of guys that you, do you have these text threads that just go on and on? You know, I, I'm definitely pretty active on my phone just in general. Um, and, you know, I still, you know, Jim, I didn't I didn't retire five years ago. You know, I just retired a few days ago. So yeah. I'm still talking to people that are currently playing. Right. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, I've got the guys that, you know, I keep up with. And, you know, for instance, I talk to Joey and Jesse so often. Um, you know, I keep in touch with them. I talk to Joey, you know, a couple times a week for sure. Jesse seems like more than that now. Uh, he's always got a question for me, you know, about something. He's like a little but, brother um, you never had, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. And, you know, we never really got to play together, obviously. But um, he is someone that I've enjoyed getting to know and, you know, be trying to be an open book for. Uh, you know, he, he's, man, he's really playing great and really growing up as a player and as a person. And that's really, really awesome to see. Man, he can flat out hit. He can hit, man. He can hit. I mean, what he he's doing hit. right now. He... I know. I know. It's awesome to see. And he he says he makes it one time, at least one time in the off season to come hang out with you in Texas. Every, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the last, I think, four years now. Is he trying to convert your kids to Buffalo Bills fans? They're converted. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only football team they know. Come on. He yeah, converted they them? Know, they, yeah, they're done. They're oh. they're Bills Mafia for sure. Um, oh no! Yeah, absolutely. My my youngest will be they'll be jump smashing tables before too long, <laughs> for sure. He's the type that would, you know. Um, yeah, you know they're not like we're not huge football fans at home. We watch it casually. Yeah. And the only team that they actually know, they can see the the logo and they'll say, "Hey, Dad, there's the Buffalo Bills." I'm like, "Geez, he he got y'all." Wow, that's almost blasphemy in Texas. I know, I know. <laughs> I can't believe Winker converted yeah, your kids. He did for sure, no See, doubt. But listen, he it's a it's a concerted effort. I mean, he's sending jerseys, helmets, uh, remote control cars. What? Yeah, every. I mean, he's sending it all, man. He he's he's invested in them as as Bills fans, and that I, that I can appreciate. Yeah, no, absolutely. If it's not just words, if he he's li- I mean, that's no, that's living, earning it right yes, there. Yes, no doubt. That is earning it. That is, oh, 
That's fantastic. Now, you brought up Votto, and of course, not that I had to do research for this podcast because I obviously know you and history with you and know your career, but I had to talk to Joey Uh about things to maybe talk to you about. And you know how reflective he is. And he's the one that actually sent me down that path of he remembers when you you were just so joyous about baseball when you first came up. And he said that there were some grumps and he included him in that group. Then at that point of his life, he called, he was a grump and that you were just special in that way that you were never one of the grumps and you tried to work with the grumps to not be grumps. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Joey and I, we, we played a little bit together in in 07 um, in AAA and, you know, gravitated towards each other um, for a myriad of reasons. But, you know, mainly we were both left-handed. We were younger. We were, you know, kind of considered, you know, kind of the next crop of guys to come up. And, um, yeah, Joey and I definitely approached the game a little differently. Um, obviously, needless to say, career-wise, we approached it a little differently. But, um, yeah, he, you know, he's uh, – and he has changed a lot. You know, Joey was he much has. more cynical about the game uh, back in the day. And I was much more, you know, oblivious to anything negative in the game. And the tables honestly kind of came to the center a little bit. You know, um, the, the way it changes throughout your career is funny. And, um, you know, I know that Joey um, really wants to enjoy you know, playing and, you know, especially when you're, when you, when you have so, so long in one place and you've got, you know, such a, a long and large contract, like, you know, I think putting a, putting a, um, I guess, make it, making it imperative for you to enjoy the, the day in and day out and making sure it doesn't get monotonous and, you know, boring and frustrating for you is something that's going to really help along the way. Um, and, you know, that's something that I've seen change in Joey. And yeah, Joey was, was, um, you know, in, in so many ways, you know, my, the most important person that I ever ran come, have come across in the game of baseball. Um, and, you know, I'm so, so thankful that one, uh, mostly that he was a grump. Um, he approached the game with a, with a different edge, um, than I did, you know, I hadn't had a lot of struggle, hadn't had, you know, hadn't dealt with a lot of adversity when I got to the big leagues and, and Joey had, Joey had, you know, Joey had to work really hard. He came in as a catcher, he switched positions. Um, you know, he repeated a level and I, you know, basically flew through the minor leagues and, um, I didn't have the correct, you know, daily routine and the right work ethic and, um, you know, the things that, that really make people, um, you know, have the ability to be successful and out for a long time. Like I did not have those, those characteristics as a kid, the game was just really easy to me. Um, I was just very, very talented and, you know, didn't have much of a plan. I was just going out and playing ball. And, you know, after a while, you know, I would say probably after my first year, year and a half, Joey made it very apparent to me that if you wanted to be able to expect the level of play that I wanted to expect out of myself, you had to, 
you were going to have to work for it and you were going to have to work every day for it. And you were going to have to know why things were and weren't happening. And uh, between he and Scott Rowland, I mean, those were, you know, some of the most influential people in my career. And, you know, Joey, it was an interesting dynamic because he was in a lot of ways a peer. Um, so, you know, Scott wasn't necessarily a peer of mine. He was in a different spot of his career, but Joey was, I mean, absolutely a peer and someone that, you know, I respected so much. And I, I got to see on a daily, I got to see greatness and perfection basically on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, no doubt. You know, he gives you a lot of credit and like you said, he has changed over the years. I mean, and it's been an immense change. Uh, one, it took me years and years to crack that egg for the job I mm-hmm. do, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but he's come full circle and he, and I'm paraphrasing here, but this is kind of what he said. And he went third person, by the way. But he, he said of you, he, he wouldn't let Joey not be the best I could be. He taught me how to interact with people and how to treat people. Yeah, I would say that's fair. I would say that that's fair. Um, I think overall, Joey's a little more introvert, you know, naturally than I am. And mm-hmm. I'm a little more kind of just out there never met a stranger um you know kind of just go with the flow kind of guy and um there are positives to both of those you know and there are negatives to both of those and um i think that the way that you know joey's able to apply you know both of those characteristics now to his game is so helpful and the way i was able to apply you know kind of what he taught me was absolutely necessary in order to allow me to, to have the career that I had. Yeah. He, uh, he talked about one thing he marveled about you was your toughness that you would get chin buzz. Someone would buzz your chin with a pitch and you'd step right back in there. Whereas he gets buzzed <laughs> and he's a little hesitant. He, he admired your toughness in that regard. But the one thing that he really he said that really sticks out as far as memories go is you guys hit three and four a lot uh-huh. in the lineup and the memories on deck or on the bench or on the plane, you would be plan of attack talking about a pitcher or even cracking jokes on the on deck circle. Uh, uh-huh. Do you remember some of those conversations? Is that as vivid to you as it is to him? Yeah, it is. Especially in my, for me, like from 2010 to like 2013, it's just, you know, we kind of had like gotten our feet, you know, got, gotten our, our footing as far as like being established. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were facing a lot of the same left-handers. We were facing a lot of the same relievers and we could really, you know, get into a conversation about the approach, the plan, the, um, you know, the attitude, the, what we needed to take up to the plate with this, whether it was mental, physical, whatever it was, we practiced so much together, hitting left-handers, left-handed sliders, um, you know, we, we were attached to the hit, man. We, we sat next to each other on the plane, you know, we'd go to dinner and there were so many things that we talked about, but, um, you know, the game, he and I were playing extremely well at the time and we were, you know, making a name for ourselves. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways we were a big part of bringing, you know, relevant baseball back to Cincinnati. And it was for a lot of other people as well, but, you know, we were part of that group and a big part of it. And that's something that I'll never forget for sure. And something that, you know, that Joey and I 
always talk about, you know, we always push each other, you know, no one always feels good or no one always mentally is there or no, you know, no one, you get hit by a pitch or hit a ball off your leg. Like those types of things are what, you know, we were able to push each other on a daily basis with, and it, it helped. It helped. It made us better. It made us stronger. It made us tougher. It made us more resilient. And all those things are needed to, to have a successful career. Well, he did have one question for you. I feel like this is a long-distance dedication. <laughs> Joseph Votto from Toronto writes in and would like to know. Um, he, you, he's played on one team, obviously. You've now played, you played on a lot of teams. What does it, it feel sense. like to play for so many teams? Joey Votto wants to know. Um... I always think that, you know, in a lot of ways, the loyalty you have after for playing for one team kind of goes out the window. Um, you know, because you feel like Joey feels a certain way about the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. You know, that, like, they enough. mean something to him. Exactly. And, you know, the Reds were the longest tenure that I had. And, you know, that was home for me for so long. And I think that kind of goes out the window when you get traded, especially you get traded a second time or a third time or a fourth time or whatever, you know, you sign a, you know, a deal with a new team and, you know, you, you really start to um, understand and recognize that it's such a business. Um, And it doesn't make it, you know, any less necessarily, it just makes it different. And, um, I would say that what it's like playing for so many different teams is that, you know, the good of it is that you feel a little bit liberated, liberated. Like you, you don't feel so beholden to anything other than like helping the team win right then and then yourself. And then the negative to it is that you don't get that feeling anymore. You know what I mean? Like you, it's not the aw shucks. It's not like the wholesome, like this is who raised you as a kid and a player. And um, the more teams you play for it, the more of a business it becomes. All right. I hope you're enjoying the conversation with Jay Bruce, or should I say Jay Bruce? We've got much more to come with Jay, including that awesome night. The walk-off division-clinching home run. Coming up after this message from our sponsor, Western and Southern Financial Group. Western and Southern is committed to helping make Cincinnati the best place to live, work, and play. That's why we're proud to sponsor the Strikeout Cancer Initiative. Every time a Cincinnati Reds pitcher strikes out a batter, Western and Southern makes a donation to the Barrett Cancer Center. We're all in this one together to beat cancer. Join Western and Southern in this mission to make our hometown better than ever. Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. Is it is it natural when you got traded away and, you know, the only thing you'd known right then was the Cincinnati Reds and you spent mm-hmm. part of your maturing years in Cincinnati? That Was there some bitterness there that it took a minute to get over? Um. You know, I knew it, there was a lot of lead up to it, so I kind of knew it was going to happen. So I don't know if bitter would be the right word. It was a lot of emotion. Yeah, you know? maybe that's um, a better way. A lot of emotion. It. Yeah, a lot of emotion. And you know, there were some conversations about some extensions that kind of that we couldn't come to the table on, you know, together. And, um, you know, I always said that I I wanted to play for for one team my entire career, and I wanted you know I wanted to be a Red for life, and um, you know, that just doesn't happen very often, and that. Yeah. 
you know, I have no hard feelings towards, you know, towards the Reds whatsoever. I'm forever indebted to the Reds, I feel like. And, you know, they always will feel like home to me. And it's, uh, you know, bitterness, I don't think would be, would be the right word. We were, I was very emotional, very emotional. Um, I was excited for what was next, but I was also sad that it was coming to an end because even though it was nine years, like I felt like there was so much left there. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, there was positive negatives to it, but I don't, I definitely don't feel like I was bitter, you know, towards the Reds at all. Well, you know, along the way, and when you're a primetime player that hits in the middle of the lineup like you, a, a big name player, uh, there's always some criticism as well. And you know how fans are. It just, it, it just happens. And towards the end, there was probably more um, than normal. And then, you know, years removed, when they announced, you announced that you were retiring, the, the stories and the, how the fans reacted here in Reds country was amazing to me. You were beloved then, but even more now. Did you feel any of that? You know, I think, and this is not even close to the same, but, you know, they say with like singers and artists and stuff like that you know you don't you don't get as much appreciation as you do when you're doing it as you do when you're done doing it a lot of times when people die but in this case i didn't obviously didn't die you know i just retired so i think people kind of look back at the whole picture because they're 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 taking themselves out of like the moment you know because during the moment in cincinnati or wherever it is you know it's he went over four today and he chased a bunch of pitches in the dirt and he grounded out to, you know, second base playing right field three times. And when is he ever going to hit the ball to left field and blah, 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 blah. But when you can kind of step back and take a look at like the whole picture, the whole body of work, people are like, man, I really enjoyed watching him, you know, and like my, you know, I had my, you know, brought my kids to the game and he was there when I was, you know, 14 years old, he was my favorite player or whatever it may be, you know, people can think about those memories more because you're they're not in the thick of it you know it's not happening right in front of their face so um i definitely felt that i definitely felt that and you know the same things for me came back up in my mind as far as all the fun all the success all the incredible experiences i had at all the places that i played but i obviously had most of those in cincinnati because that's when you know i had nine years there right so you have your ticket punched for the Reds Hall of Fame. It's book it. It's going to happen. What would it mean to you? Oh, man, it would. I mean, it would really be quite the cherry on top, man. I mean, it would it would mean so much, um, you know, from a from a standpoint of, you know, the organization that drafted me, um, the organization that kind of put their trust in me in the beginning to perform well enough to be considered one of the, you know, more notable players to ever come through there is very, very humbling because I know the players that are in there and I watched for nine years worth of, or I guess five or six years because they did every other year. Um, five or six years of, of the, of the people's names that were called, you know, it, on that thing in the lists and the, the history of the team, you know, to be considered part of that general group, is extremely humbling and it's something that you know when i'm done also when it's all said and done will probably you know be the pinnacle of my career you know because i'm obviously not going to make to the 
national hall of, to baseball hall of fame and um you know to be in a hall of fame with a group of people that ha- had the storied careers that the people you know the players that are in the reds hall of fame has is extremely humbling and it's something that i couldn't couldn't have ever imagined and you know the cool thing for me is i've gotten to meet so many of those guys mm-hmm. and you know to be able to know them they know me they know me by, know me by my name you know they know me by my first name and guys who you know, didn't know me from Adam before I got there. And, you know, they were true fans of me. And so to like, for it to come full circle and to me, hopefully maybe one day join that group of people is going to be something that I'm going to be extremely proud of. And, you know, I didn't think a lot about my career when I was playing because I didn't have time to, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you train yourself to just turn the page, turn the page, turn the page, turn the page, turn the page good, bad, indifferent, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and I always said, you know, when I'm done playing, I will be able to look back and reflect a little better, you know, and appreciate it a little more. And I think that, you know, stuff like that will allow me to kind of peel back the layers and really just, you know, appreciate it more than just be so engulfed by it and, um, you know, taken over by it physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, you know, I, We'll see what happens, but that would be so incredible. Oh, it's going to happen. And yeah, look, I mean, I, I would look, like, you know, I think so. No, it's going to happen. So it, I look forward to it. It would it'll be great. Um, and you're going back to your uh, press conference when you retired. You were talking about, listen, I, I kind of had the best of both worlds. I kind of got the old school when I first came up, and now I got the analytical side, and I've kind of uh, blended them both. And I, my first thought was, wow, he's setting himself up for maybe to work in a front office or an advisor <laughs> or a coach. Is, is Do I have that wrong? Or uh, You know, I don't know if you necessarily have it right, um, but I wouldn't say wrong either. You know, I'm, I don't feel like I'm, you know, actively setting myself up for any particular thing. Um, I do know that I, I have the ability to add value to an organization mm-hmm. from a from a standpoint of, you know, knowing the game and understanding the game from both of those angles. And that's a perspective that not a lot of guys really, really have, you know, some people played and were maybe, you know, on the cusp of, of each end, but I felt like I was pretty square in the middle of both of them. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I don't, obviously you never say never, but I can't imagine that I'm going to have much interest in like being on the field anymore. Um, but, I think I, I really enjoy the the side of the game, you know, the numbers, um, you know, the evaluating of, of, of players. Seeing, I, I just like watching good players, and I like watching. You know, that's another thing Joey and I did a lot. We, uh, I mean, we watch so many swings from different players, and like, you know, that kind of stuff interests me. Um, the business side of baseball interests me. So there's a lot of things because I'm a I'm a rat, man. I'm a baseball rat. Like yeah. I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, those are definitely things that I'm not going to close the door on for, you know, by any means, but um, also not like dead set on doing any certain thing. So um, we'll see. Yeah. But I I, I definitely feel like I have something to, to, um, to contribute to an organization. So we'll, we'll see where, where that goes. I would think you would have a bunch to contribute. So hello. Let me knock on this mic. Hello, organizations out there. <laughs> Jay Bruce is now available. 
just <laughs> throwing it out there. Hey, I cannot let you get away without talking about the greatest night at Great American Ballpark. <laughs> you know where I'm going. This will be a lot. Oh, yeah. People ask, okay, what's the best night at the ballpark? Some might say Todd Frazier in the home run. The home run but that, was but that wasn't exhibition. a true Reds moment. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was an exhibition. Yeah. But the walk-off division-clinching home run in 2010, that's as real as it gets. Is that your oh, greatest yeah. night on the baseball field? By a long by a long way. Yeah. It's not even close. Um, and that's no slight to the walk-off for the 22nd win in a row with the Indians. Yeah. You know, that was incredible as well. Right. Um, that was history. That was all that. But the 2010 walk-off was by far, in a way – the best moment of my career and it's funny looking back now and hannah and i have talked about this multiple times you know it happened so early on in my career yeah. and i was so naive and so dumb that i thought that stuff like that happened all the time i was like yeah like that's just you know until the next time yeah. and you know the circumstances and everything that was like kind of bubbling up to that night in the Reds organization was so like, it was, it was such a fulfilling moment, not for just for me, for, for Cincinnati, for the, you know, the city, the team, the players that, that all came up together, you know, for Walt, you know, I mean, you know, it was for, for Dusty, like this was a group of people who, who really like, obviously we believed in ourselves, but we weren't supposed to win that division. Right. You know, and um, this is a story for another time, but, you know, I wasn't originally scheduled to play that night. Um, wow. I basically it, had. It could be a I story for had, now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell the story now. I basically had one for sure day off every year or every time we faced Juan Rodriguez, I wasn't playing. Right. It got to that point. Right. Because Dusty's like, dude, listen, like, you play 160 games a year, you play 157 games a year, like, you're terrible against Wandy. Yeah. Just don't take BP today. Just show up later. Like, do your thing. Like, just relax. Take a day. We got it. We got it today. So before before that game, he said, "Hey, man, you're gonna play against Wandy this this series." And he goes, "We got a chance to clinch the division, and I want you to be on the field when we do it." That's great. And I am so thankful. So, so thankful for that. Because I was hitting seventh that night. Yeah. And it just so happens the reason that is is because Wandy started the game. And, you know, Dusty wanted me in the lineup. But he also wanted to give us a chance to win. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, all right, well, let me compromise here and hit him seventh. And, you know, so – and, you know, that's just, you know – the the type of feel and the type of um you know respect that dusty had for his players yeah um because i respected that so much because the thing that i love to do the most the thing that joey loved to do the most the thing that brandon loved to do the most is play and we wanted to play every single day every single inning and you know that has gone out the window yeah like there are not a lot of guys at all anymore who who play every single day right or who even want to i mean most guys are convinced that they're gonna have better numbers if they don't play every day yeah 
And, you know, for Dusty to have that feel and allow me to do that that night is essentially what allowed, you know, history to take place. And so, um, you know, that was such an incredible night, man. It was so awesome. It was such like a pure, like, just, it was just elation everywhere. It was awesome. Like the fans, the play, you know, the guys at the home plate when I rounded third base, that's all I remember. Oh, that was incredible. There's some great pictures from that too. Great pictures. And, you know, we just, we had a group of guys who, who just absolutely earned every second of that. And it was awesome. Even the look on your face was like, did I just do that? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. So here's Burdick and here's Bruce and a high fly ball center field. He hit it a ton. It's gone. And the 2010 Central Division Championship belongs to the Cincinnati Reds. Jay Bruce explodes the first pitch into the grass and straightaway center field. He is being mobbed by his teammates. They met him at home plate. They ran him up the first base foul line. They're approaching the mound. The bullpenners are coming out and everybody's getting in on the celebration at the mound as the crowd roars here at Great American Ballpark. I couldn't believe it. It was awesome. You swung at the first pitch. I mean, but are you, mm-hmm. are you thinking of a moment like that? Are you just... No, 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 no. I just want to hit the ball hard. Just, yeah. The lefty. Burdick was still, you know, pitching well, to, you know, right. then. And, um, you know, the Astros at that, that point didn't have much to lose. And obviously we would have probably clinched the division over the next couple of days too. But, like, you know, you... You dream about moments like that, but you know, and in that moment, like, I feel like I was leading off the inning too. Yeah, if I think if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, you know, you're not thinking, hey, to walk off home or center to clinch the division, you know, <laughs> and, um, but it happened. And you know, the other thing too is like, I never really quote unquote do anything when I hit home runs, and as soon as the ball hits the bat, I put my hand up in the air. Yeah, you knew it right away. And, and I just never do that. And that was really cool. That was just like emotions and, you know, whatever else taking over. Yeah, no, we, we, we talk about that all the time whenever we show the highlight. Look, he knew it right away. He put his arm up. Yeah. And it's you talked about. There was that buildup was so real. There was nine straight losing seasons. Yep. And you've got this good team. And it was getting – it didn't get hairy at the end. But, you know, you're like, okay, are they going to finish this off? And, yeah, for sure. And just the, the – Reds fans just craving a winner again and the build up to it. And then it to happen in that fashion was just storybook. I mean, it was so awesome. It was so, it was awesome. awesome. Just uh, unbelievable. I want to thank you for that moment. Thank you. Uh, Well, I want to thank the Reds for all of everything leading up to that, because you know, that's, uh, you know, like I, I said in the beginning, I, I will forever feel indebted. And listen, I'm not naive enough to, to think that I wouldn't have an opportunity with another organization if I didn't get drafted by the Reds or whatever it may be. But like, all this stuff happened for a reason. Yeah. And I don't know the reason. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and try and figure that out. But, um, yeah, it, it's uh, I'm lucky. That's really all there is to say about it. Yeah, and I, I love that Dusty. I, I didn't know that story uh, about yeah. Dusty not playing. And Dusty was always in tune with the players. Always. My, my favorite things is, uh, you know, when you would go to a guy's hometown, he'd say, such and such is starting because he I got to play him in front of his home. Got to play him. 
Got to play him in front of his homies is what he would always say. Sometimes he'd give you a day off because you were with your homies. (laughs) Exactly. He was so in tune with you. He was very in tune with his players. Yeah, he knew knew so much about you, man. And he made that more than – listen, baseball takes care of itself. Yeah. You play the game. But managing the people, managing the egos, managing the – you know, the actual guys in the room is something that he is so incredible at. Yeah. Well, are you ever going to make your way back to Cincinnati before you get in the Reds Hall of Fame? I've been lobbying yeah. for you to throw yeah. out a ceremonial first pitch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. But, um, I will. yeah, I, I'll be back for at some point. Definitely. I, You know, I, I, um, I look forward to that. I look forward to getting back there. Um, you know, it's funny. My, my wife, um, you know, she's a fan of me doing what I loved. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call her like a crazy baseball fan by any means. Um, but she just always glows so much when talking about Cincinnati. Really? You know, and yeah. And, you know, that felt like home to her. We had our first child there. Um, you know, we both grew up there, yeah. you know, and we went from kids to, to adults there and we really were settled in and we really had so many awesome memories and, and such a, a good experience there that, you know, that is, um, honestly, you know, that was the pinnacle for us. It really was. And so we appreciate, you know, the city of Cincinnati and, and the Cincinnati Reds for making that, you know, um, able to happen for us. Well, we appreciate you. She's tremendous, and and I've said this many times publicly, and a lot of people, the people I've had on this podcast, you know, it seems like I'm buttering them up and uh, over-talking them, et cetera, but you were truly one of the best gentlemen and persons I've ever covered. Completely genuine, a leader, just you were raised right, just everything, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke. Well, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I appreciate it. And I learned from some great people. And I was, you know, raised by great parents and from a community, that, you know, Beaumont, that really cared about me a lot and believed that I could do this. And um, and I got to get to the big leagues and be around some really influential people that pushed me in the right direction. So um, I don't know if it was timing or luck or fate or whatever, but it was something and it was uh, – I'm, I'm very appreciative of, to be on the receiving end of it. Well, we will go with fate and preparation meet, meeting opportunity, which is luck. Yeah. So, uh, for sure. All the best. And you still have time Thanks, to, to have Winker not, you know, you can reconvert your, your kids to not Buffalo Bills fans. I, I just can't believe this has happened. It happens. Yeah. I can't and, believe and no, Winker funny, has done this. It's not happening. It happened. Like, they're <laughs> – they're in, you know, like, like I said, tables are next. Be aware, <laughs> beware tables well, everywhere. Are you going to get video of this? If this happens, if, if your kid yeah, is jumping, my, like I said, my three-year-old is the one he's the, he, he's the culprit. I think he's the, the most likely to smash a table. <laughs> well, keep them safe. Goodness. You're going to be, they're going to be begging you to take them up to a real game. And then the, and then it gets yeah. real. So. Exactly, for sure. <laughs> All well, right. Hey, thanks for the time, man. And um, yeah. good luck with everything moving forward. And I'm sure we'll talk down the road. Absolutely. Jay Bruce, thank you very much for coming on you and sharing with Reds fans. You're the best. Thanks, bud. That is Jay Bruce, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Jim Day podcast. And we will see you on down the road. So long, everyone.